What's up, everybody? Chris Rice here. A lot of people have been asking me to uh, make a YouTube video about lucid dreaming, probably because of my brief reference to lucid dreaming uh, as related to mugwort on my last uh, video where I explored some of the sedative plants of New England. Um, so just for clarification purposes, I'm not like an expert in lucid dreaming necessarily. Uh, I am familiar with a lot of plants that can help to induce lucid dreaming, uh, some supplements that are useful in lucid dreaming as well. And also we can talk a little bit about some of the tactics used by people who practice lucid dreaming to understand whether or not they are in a dream and uh, therefore kind of take over the dream and be able to manipulate it to their liking, which is uh, in some semblance the definition of what a lucid dream is. So uh, let's dive right into that. You know, some cultures uh, actually consider dreams to be sacred. Uh, you know, oftentimes in Western culture, we just typically think of it as like this frivolous bullshit. Uh, your brain is just producing um, noise, essentially, while you're sleeping, and it's it's not really of value. But other cultures have not perceived dreams like that at all. In fact, they thought that they were extremely important, um, sometimes would provide insight into what your tribe should be doing or, or like a, a more personal, um, situation. And I, I think that that is worth taking into consideration. You know, last night I actually had a dream about this, uh, this old man that I used to know, uh, this old poet. I, I don't know if he's still alive or not in real life. In the dream, he was still alive, but he had no legs anymore. Uh, he was in like a wheelchair with no legs. Um, and, and, you know, certainly this person had legs last time I saw them in real life. So that was kind of unusual. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it get, it just gets you thinking about like, Oh, like, is, is this person still around? Like, I wonder if I'm going to hear from them soon, things like that. And to me, what's really, uh, unusual is when you dream about something and then it occurs in real life. And I, I've definitely had that happen in my life before too. So I think that there is more to the dream state than we give it credit for. And I think that some of these other cultures may have been onto that in some way. So one of the first uh, plants that I want to talk about in relationship to lucid dreaming, or at the very least vivid dreaming, is Entada Ridi. Uh, that's the Latin name. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but we commonly refer to it as African dream herb. Uh, in Jamaica, they call it cocoon vine. It does look like a giant fucking cocoon. Um, but that plant uh, is actually used in African traditional medicine to induce vivid dreams and enable a communication with the spirit world. Um, you can either consume uh, the plant directly or, you know, people also will like grind it up and smoke it with other plants like tobacco and stuff like that. Um, and the part that you use is the seed. Um, the seed pot is, as I was mentioning, giant. Um, and you know, that is what's typically consumed either, you know, dietarily, let's say, or alternately, um, smoked. And, uh, yeah, that, that has some pretty profound effects. Um, 
but it's all obviously not the only uh, herb that's been used for lucid dreaming. The next one I want to talk about is Calia zacatechichi, uh, also known as dream herb. That is used traditionally in the Oaxaca region of Mexico, where psilocybe also grows natively as a salvia divinorum. Um, this plant, just FYI, is legal pretty much everywhere except for Poland and Louisiana. Um, so yeah, there's that. Sorry, people from Poland. Sorry, people from Louisiana. Um, not to digress too much from the original topic, but Louisiana has banned pretty much every, uh, entheogenic plant that they could get their, um, hands on. So anyway, uh, yeah. So this, uh, dream herb, Kelly is Zacatechichi, god damn, that's hard to pronounce, um, as a non-Nawadi speaker, um, but yeah, basically, uh, it has been used traditionally in their medicine for like stomach ache, fever, but it's also been used, uh, for lucid dreaming as well. Um, you can smoke it, you can drink it in a tea, uh, it's a very interesting plant. Um, in fact, it actually causes like a level of drowsiness in my experience, which then you know, induces sleep, which induces, uh, the lucid dreams. Um, while we're on the topic of lucid dreaming in general, it's really important to discuss, um, you know, how dreams work chemically. So one of the primary factors uh, that has kind of been discovered uh, as related to lucid dreaming is that, uh, choline and acetylcholine and acetylcholinesterase inhibitors play a primary effect uh, in inducing these long, vivid lucid dreams. I had a dream one time, uh, when I was on Huperja, Huperja being a plant that is, uh, you know, beneficial in the production of acetylcholine. Um, and this actually, this supplement I took had both Huperja and actual choline inside of the supplement. It's actually called memory complex. It's made by natrol. Um, I might put a link to that down below if I remember to do so. But yeah, anyway, um, I had a dream one time that was like, God, it was like a two day long dream. And obviously it took place in the course of uh, a regular dream cycle. So I think, you know, dreams take place in over the course of like 90 minutes. So that, that time scale is really interesting. The way that your brain can perceive something as taking place over the course of a couple of days when in reality it took place over the course of at most 90 minutes or so. Um, and it was completely linear. A lot of the time dreams, like just regular dreams, non-lucid dreams are not linear. So they're kind of just all over the place, just random thoughts. It seems like, uh, strewn together. This on the other hand was, was a, a long linear narrative. Uh, in this particular dream, I was kidnapped. I was in a van for like two days. It was, it was pretty intense. Um, but yeah, so acetylcholine is a, you know, a neurotransmitter. Choline is found, choline itself, which doesn't have that acetyl group, but that's found in like eggs and, and all kinds of different foods. Acetylcholinesterase inhibitors basically prevents acetylcholinesterase from breaking down your acetylcholine. So as a result, uh, you get this accumulation of acetylcholine and then therefore, um, higher likelihood of lucid dreaming. Acetylcholine, choline, and acetylcholinesterase inhibitors are all also useful in nootropic um, 
ways, you know, uh, nootropic chemicals are, are those used for like uh, brain boosting supplements and so forth. By the way, sorry if you're like a neurochemist or something and you realize that I'm butchering that in some way. Uh, that is... I'm literally just freeballing this off the top of my head. Uh, while that is technically, chemically, basically correct, um, I may not be explaining it in, in the best possible way. So feel free to discuss that in the comment section below if, if you do feel like I'm doing that in injustice. But yeah, who Persia um, is, is a shrub uh, that, you know, affects choline production. Uh, the primary component of which uh, the alkaloid i believe is huperzine a um so huperzine a is useful in those lucid dreaming and again uh that can be found in a variety of supplements i personally take memory complex i know uh on it labs um has something called uh alpha brain that they use as a nootropic as well um but it has also been shown to produce lucid dreams. So it's really interesting that these brain-boosting uh, supplements and brain-boosting chemicals have then been found to produce lucid dreaming as well. Um, and so, therefore, it strengthens uh, the known relationship between uh, these nootropics, acetylcholine, and so forth, and uh, lucid dreaming. But there's other plants that I want to talk about as well. Um, for instance, Siniquichi. Siniquichi is actually um, traditionally believed to allow people to recall past events. Um, it actually, Siniquichi means sun opener, I guess, in uh, the Nuwadi language. And the plant actually, when you drink it in a tea, some people propose that it causes uh, you to see like a, a yellow glow. Uh, on everything you're you're looking at i personally haven't noticed that i don't know if it's because i'm colorblind that may play a role i'm not entirely sure but um yeah that's in any event it is it is kind of an interesting plan it does put you in this kind of like meditative state i personally haven't found it useful in uh, lucid dreaming but that's neither here nor there um another thing that's important to talk about in relationship to lucid dreaming is some of the tactics that you can use to cause or induce lucid dreaming, um, or, or at the very least, I guess, confirm that you're in a dream state. So, uh, one thing that people will do is they'll knock on doors, um, both in real life and in dreams. And I guess the, um, idea behind this is if you're knocking on a door in real life, you can like feel the tangible like wood or metal or whatever against your knuckles. Um, if you then go into a dream and you're knocking on a door and you're not like, you know, touching anything, you'll go, Oh fuck, I'm, I'm not touching anything. This must be a dream. And then from there you, you should be able to then control your dream. Um, I've tried the knocking on doors thing <laughs> in real life, like knock on a door before you enter it, even if you're in your own house. It makes you feel kind of crazy that you're knocking on a door that you don't need to be knocking on. And then secondly, um, I got to tell you, in, in my experience, in any of my dreams that I've had, there's not really any doors for me to be for me to be knocking on. And so I haven't really found this useful for myself personally. Another thing that people do is they'll have these dream journals. So when they wake up from a dream, um, before they forget it or anything like that, they'll start writing about the dream and uh, they 
you know, say that that helps them to recall dreams and then therefore can benefit you in um, understanding your dreams and can also, some propose, help in lucid dreaming as well. Um, I have a friend also who had this like kind of fringe theory about when you wake up from a dream, you're going to remember the dream completely until you move your spine. He believed, and uh, he may very well be right. I haven't really tested this out too much. He believed once you move your spine, um, that's it. You're fucked. You forgot your dream or you will begin to forget your dream. It is kind of interesting how fleeting dreams are. And I would say that's similar, if not, you know, entirely related to the DMT experience. DMT, as you know, probably um, causes you to, you kind of like have this crazy, like mind altering psychedelic trip, come out of it. And within a short while, you you hardly remember any of it. Um, Dreams are kind of the same way. A lot of the time, you might randomly, you know, you'll see something throughout your day that like uh, uh, sparks you remembering a particular aspect of your dream, but it's really this uh, ephemeral fleeting kind of thing, which is unfortunate. So that that is one of the um, drawbacks of dreaming, I guess, but it's also one of the things that can be boosted through some of these supplements, through some of these herbs for lucid dreaming. As I discussed kind of in the beginning of the video, mugwort is also useful for lucid dreaming. Um, personally, I've found that if I drink a mugwort tea, I get this like crazy, crazy body high and mugwort where I live anyway, grows pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, you get really, it's extremely sedating and then, yeah, you do have this, um, you know, lucid dream kind of effect, uh, once you, once you do end up falling asleep. Uh, another herb I wanted to talk about is intellect tree. Uh, intellect tree is used in Ayurvedic medicine. It's supposed to be beneficial for brain functionality, much like some of the other plants I've discussed previously. Um, I personally don't know that I've experienced lucid dreaming from this plant. Uh, I have made capsules of the plant. I basically bought the seeds, um, ground them up, and uh, used a time capsule machine, um, it's, you know, double zero capsule, so approximately one gram per uh, per capsule. I've taken these. Um, I've also eaten the seeds on their own. They're, they're bitter, but they taste sort of like grapes in a strange way. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like this intangible thing, but... Um, yeah, I, I've noticed some brain-boosting functionality from it, but I haven't necessarily noticed any lucid dreaming aspects from that particular plant. Um, there's other ones that we could go into as well. Uh, you know, valerian root is is extremely sedative. Some people believe it's useful in lucid dreaming. I haven't noticed any anything like that from valerian root. Um Next, I, w- I would also like to discuss blue lotus, uh, Egyptian blue lotus. Um, that has provided me with like meditative, um, very clear uh, intentionality. Um, hasn't caused lucid dreaming, but a lot of people propose that it is useful in lucid dreaming. So um, definitely, you know, you can look into that. Uh, I believe that should be available on Amazon. It's definitely available on like Bouncing Bear Botanicals. Uh, 
other websites as well. Shaman's Garden. Sorry for the chaotic rambling style of this video. I got like a hundred phone calls and stuff during the uh, making of this recording. So my apologies for that. I hope this has been informative for some of you. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask them in the comment section below. Thanks so much. Bye.